Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. The Chris Voss Show. Hey, welcome to the podcast, guys. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to refer the show to your friends, neighbors, relatives. Be sure to go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Holy crap, there's so many different places to get the Chris Voss Show. We're on Deezer. Uh, it just seems like every platform now has podcasts, so be sure to check those out. We, of course, have the eight podcasts you can check out at thecvpn.com or Chris Voss Podcast Network. You can see all the different wide array of podcasts we have there. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about some companies that are going to Fabtech 2019, the fabtechexpo.com. You can check it out. We're going to be there covering the show. This is going to be November 11th through 14th. And you're going to be able to see all this really cool technology that's going on. And we're seeing a lot of disruption in the in this uh, technological manufacturing world. A lot of people think of manufacturing and, uh, you know, they think of like U.S. Steel and it's dirty sort of business. Now everything's really being disrupted in a technical sort of fashion where robots and different things are being brought to the forefront and really changing the way and face of this whole sort of industry. So this is really exciting. We've interviewed uh, a few people from Tab. Fabtech so far, so be sure to check that out. Today, we're interviewing uh, OnRobot. You can go to OnRobot.com. OnRobot uh, delivers a full line of plug and produce end-of-arm tooling for collaborative applications. Their innovative grippers, sensors, and tool changers help manufacturers gain the full advantages of collaborative and lightweight industrial robots. This includes ease of use, cost-effectiveness, and safety alongside human workers. And today, I'm joined by their general manager of the Americas, Christian Holgard. Christian, how are you doing? Doing well. Thank you, Chris. Welcome to the show. Are you excited for the big show uh, tomorrow? Absolutely. We're all set up. We're ready. We've got the business cards ready, you know, everything's set up and and, and we're ready for the show. Make sure you got that hand cleaner to, you know, uh, sanitize (laughs) your hands and don't touch your nose and mouth and all that good stuff. (laughs) Uh, You can see on Robot, they're going to be at Fabtech. Uh, They're going to be at booth number A1400. So put that in your show schedule if you're on the Fabtech website there in your notes so you can check that out. So you guys are going to Fabtech. Uh, give us a little bit of rundown on who on robot is and what you guys take and do. Well, um, the simple answer to that is uh, we're we're manufacturer of um, end of arm tools, sensors, and, and peripheral equipment around uh, the robot to create a collaborative application. Um, we we produce grippers, sensors, tool changers, and a lot more technologies to come here. Um, in the last part of this year and, and next year. So that's the, that's the easy answer. Um, you guys, you guys have a lot of videos uh, that are really cool on your guys' website and you guys, it, from what I understand, you guys have tried to create an all in one sort of robot that can be used from all different variations of manufacturing. Yeah. What, we don't produce the actual robot, but we work mm-hmm. with, and that what's quite unique is that we work with any robot out there. Oh, okay. um, so we, We've, we've created a, uh, what we call the one system solution. And this is also what we're going to be showcasing as the, the new release here at Fabtech. Um, the one system solution kind of uh, gives the user one user experience, no matter what robot he uses. Um, in an application, from an application standpoint, you know, there, there are a there are hundred different robots, there are a hundred different types of grippers. There's, there's so many items and parts that the manufacturing companies or the engineering companies, they have to 
know about and and catalog and you know make heads and tails out of all this chaos of of parts and items and what goes on what and we've kind of unified for for our system and for the grippers and sensors and and the technologies that we produce we uh, we unified that uh, and, and now can be used on any control any robot platform wow that's pretty cool so now you guys have formed a collaboration of different companies correct Yes. So OnRobot, as we know it today, came out of a merger between three, uh, three companies. So we, we pride ourselves of being born global. Mm-hmm. The, the three companies was a, a Danish company called OnRobot and a Hungarian company called Optoforce. And lastly, an American company out of California called Perception Robotics. Oh, wow. Um, these three companies all had their different uh, high-end technologies and products, and um, and we chose to merge these three companies into what we today call uh, OnRobot. Wow! After after the merger, we uh, then acquired two additional companies: uh, the Purple Robotics and Blue Workforce. Also, uh, both of them coming out of Europe. Um, they, they've both added technologies and products to our current portfolio and, um, and their, um, R and D together with the, with the current R and D is now developing new products, new technologies for, for the release in, uh, in here late 19 and, uh, all 2020. Nice. So you guys put this together. You guys are a collaboration of all these mind meld of these uh, wonderful brains in the robotics industry. And, you know, uh, like I mentioned in my, in my uh, introduction, a lot of people, um, you know, they think of, they still think of manufacturing and different things as this old sort of hard work, blue collar and labor intensive stuff. And what you guys are showcasing there at Fabtech is uh, the new way of manufacturing that's very highly technical uh, it's computer driven, computer code driven, uh, and all these different aspects of making it a new clean technology based society where, um, you know, you don't have to go down to the coal mine anymore to make coal basically. Yeah. And well, there's one thing that definitely we're, we're starting to see more and more automation, right? But Mm -hmm. I think the first revolution of this new style manufacturing was born when the collaborative robot was introduced. Mm -hmm. And basically the difference between just to have everybody in the, on the same level here, the difference between a more traditional industrial robot and a collaborative robot is number one safety. The collaborative robot can work side by side with uh, humans. Mm -hmm. Whereas the traditional industrial will have to be caged in because it's uh, very powerful and doesn't have safety uh, factors, safety features. Um, The other side of the collaborative robot, and that's even more important now, I think, is the ease of use. Uh, The collaborative robots today, they're like picking up an iPad. Right, mm-hmm. you don't want to read the manual. You just want to kind of teach the robot what to do, to teach it some points, uh, and then you know use it as you buy it. Mm-hmm. Don't you don't want to read the manual, you know? Um, so so the deployment time or the uh, for automation in general general has been decreased significantly wow. since the the born of these collaborative robots. So to kind of set the scene here, uh, U.S. manufacturing. Uh, is seeing a huge labor shortage, um, and, and to go hand in hand with what you said about uh, you know people not walking down the coal mine, that's definitely correct. However, you always have to have people in the manufacturing space, and to 
to optimize the automation being able to work alongside humans that is uh, that is revolutionary and so I, and sorry. i think the big the big use case too for these these things that you guys are building is small to mid-sized companies can get in on this robotics automation game that's correct they don't have to have a billion dollar budget and they don't have to bring in you know like you say these giant i've seen the robots that build the cars and yeah you don't want to be any near those things when they're flipping around oh, <laughs> definitely not. they'll rip your head off yeah yeah they'll, they'll no like, but sorry go ahead they'll be like hey scab you're taking my job you human this is my job i'm the <laughs> robot you're like wait wait i think most people will be surprised to see the split between uh, the total manufacturing capacity of uh, United States and how much that goes to small and medium-sized enterprises. Uh, it's actually, as far as I remember, it's actually the majority. It's all, uh, uh, more than 50% of the total manufacturing comes from small and medium-sized enterprises. Wow. And, and that historically hasn't been addressed with complex automation and robots, whereas now we can. Um, and so... And of course, now I'm I'm doing a lot of uh, of uh, <laughs> or giving a lot of credit to the robot manufacturers here, but so I was talking about the first revolution in the new modern modern automation industry, right? Uh, I think the next step, or I know the next step, is to make the whole application collaborative. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about installing a robot, what is a robot? Uh, good for if it doesn't have a tool if it doesn't have what whatever products that activates or 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 gives it the the possibility or the option to solve the task instead of just moving around you know a robot arm is useless without the tool mm-hmm. so if the historically the tool has always also been very complex very engineering heavy every tool had to be engineered from the ground up that you had to involve engineering companies to customize your tool they had to traditionally use pneumatics you know compressed air to to uh, make the gripper go on and off and so on and so forth now our vision and and the trend in the market it's not only our uh, view on it but we can see this is where it's going the end users and the engineering companies they focus more and more on the products as uh, on the robot as much as the robot mm-hmm. so meaning if you, if you have to spend all those engineering hours that you saved installing the robot on designing a tool then kind of the value of the whole application it disappears right mm-hmm. you want the tool you want the sensors you want the cameras all these all these products in the application you want them as easy to use and safe as use as the actual collaborative robot yeah um, safe yeah and that's and that's what we focus on this is um this is where it's going um i've i've seen the report from ifr the other day um and they are quite uh, usually quite conservative in their uh, forecast and they forecasted 10 times as many robots installed in the Americas in five years. Wow. It's yeah, going to be huge then. It's huge. And, but you also, you have to ask yourself, how am I, even if, I, if I'm an end user, mm-hmm. uh, meaning the manufacturing company, but also the engineering companies installing the robots, how am I going to reach that growth? 
will I, uh, you know, in, uh, hire 10 times as many engineers or 10 times as many salespeople if, if I'm an integrator or something like that? Probably not. Mm-hmm. No, one, no one's going to go out and ramp up that way. The only way you can deal with growth and access that growth is to minimize the time from, de- from buying all your parts and deploying the robots yeah. in the manufacturing floor. And the only way you can do that is to find products that are standardized, that solves nine out of 10 of your problems, easy installable, you know, plug and produce, as you, as you said in the, in the opening mm-hmm. uh, talk. You need to just plug and play. There you go. I mean, that's, that's the way to do it. And the simplification of this being, you know, everyone's familiar with how, how to work iPads and, and, and uh, tablets and, and phones and where you can program these robots very simply uh, through, you know, an iPad extension or whatever you guys use for your mm. thing. It, it's all computerized and it's all pre-programmed and you can just put it together and away you go. Um, yep. That's huge. I mean, you don't have to go to college for, you know, an engineering <laughs> degree, which is really important, right? Yeah, it's very important. And that you, I think there's another skepticism, if that's the right word, towards, you know, automation and robots. And that is, you know, um, uh, Martha that's been sitting and, and doing a tedious job down at the manufacturing line. She'll be losing her job because they've now put in a, a robot. Uh, when in reality, it's actually quite the opposite. What's happening when we see our customers using the robots, using our products, uh, yeah, she's not going to be doing the tedious, uh, repetitive um, uh, work anymore. She will be re-educated and now operating um, maybe four or five different robots and, and having, you know, a new job instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the labor... <clears throat> the labor, the, the the need of labor is still there. We just need to do it smarter and, yeah. and more effectively. If we if we in the West want to be competitive towards you know low labor cost comp- uh, countries, we have to look at manufacturing. We have to look at automating tasks that are repetitive and um, for, for the ma- for the manual labor, and then re-educating our our labor to to run this automation instead. Yeah. And that's the beautiful part. You don't have to have an engineering degree. You can learn very easily. And that's where the jobs are going to come from this. You know, so many people are like, oh, automation is going to take away everyone's jobs. Uh, the beautiful part about it, too, is it's going to, it's going to teach Rosie the Riveter uh, to uh, have a technical job instead of a manual labor job. And she'll yeah. be able to work with computers. And from what I'm hearing from our interviews from Fabtech is there's a huge glut of uh, you know, people that know how to manu- how to deal with these robots and work them, which creates a, a great job opportunity with a huge um, with a huge uh, roof to it that that you're never going to hit probably um, of people that can learn this business. And if you're few and far between, you're going to get paid a lot of money to do it. And uh, it's not that technical, like I say, you don't have to get an engineering degree. I mean, this uh, this sounds brilliant for a lot of people, and and um, in some of our discussions, some of the different people that have gone to uh, Fabtech, they said one of the reasons for the glut of uh, employees in the industry is there's that negative connotation of the dirtiness of the old style of manufacturing. You know, uh, you know, here, here in uh, where I'm right now, we used to have Geneva Steel, which was one of the U.S. steel places. 
you know, people go to the smelter and come home covered in filth and dirt and, and, you know, there was, you know, it was hot and there was smelting, you know, all that sort of stuff that was going on as so people kind of have that conjure up that image and they're like, I don't want to go in that business. But a lot of these millennials, a lot of these Gen Zers, they're all really familiar with, uh, like coding, the computers, laptops. I mean, geez, you can go to work and look at your, uh, look at an iPad all day long. <laughs> it'll be on robotics, but it'll still be technical and cool. And then it's not a labor sort of business. It's an, it's a cerebral intelligent technology business. Yeah, and <clears throat> let's face it, more and more jobs, more and more industries are being computerized in the way that we've, we haven't worked more with computers than we are today. Mm -hmm. This is, and, we're, and we keep peaking uh, every year, um, manufacturing will be the same way. Yeah. Uh, whether we like it or not, uh, well, I think most, most people do like this change, right? Mm -hmm. um, it definitely has both safety and health uh, benefits to 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 the manufacturing industry that we're um, uh, that we're automating uh, many of the the manual labor tasks now. Mm -hmm. Do you and, see? Do you see uh, robots help bring back a revolution of a resurgence, if you will, of of manufacturing in the U.S.? Do you think you see that making that help make that a comeback, if you will? Um, well, all I can all, what I can say is that the industries, the types of uh, technologies we, I mean, let me let me rephrase it: robots and technology and all the products that's been that are now being used and 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 made for for that purpose is being represented in all types of industries we never thought. Uh, they would be used in. So whether it's agriculture, um, R&D, I mean, I've seen brain surgery robots with some of our sense sensors in, uh, exoskeletons to help uh, elderly people walk better. You know, all sorts of uh, products and end results we had no idea we would access. Uh, when we were talking, you know, when our start idea was, okay, we're going to make some products so we can help you know, machine tending applications with robots or pick and place jobs or packaging. These are kind of the normal robotic automation tasks, right? And now seeing the result of, of the technology we've been, we've been promoting and manufacturing used in all sorts of different, um, very, very, very high tech uh, industries and, and, and in products. I think that's a, that's a fantastic trend uh, mm -hmm. that we see that more and more technology will be added to all sorts of uh, types of uh, end uses, right? And the beautiful part is these robots, they can work for long periods of time. The, the money that you save as a business in, in healthcare costs and, and the taxes that you have to pay uh, and different things like that over time, et cetera, et cetera. These robots, they can work 24 seven. I mean, you know, they can, absolutely they can rock and roll. They never get tired. They don't need breaks. Um, I'm not saying, you know, everyone should get employed. <laughs> robot should take over the world because there's probably a robot that's going to start podcasting soon. <laughs> uh, but, uh, in fact, we were joking about having a robot co-host, uh, during the show. We were like, maybe we should get somebody's robot to be the co-host during FabTech. But, uh, good idea. I nixed the idea because I don't want any robots getting any ideas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, no, but, but I, I think that what's cool about this is the another thing that's cool about it um, is that 
it, it doesn't matter what size company you are, and it, the robot or the automation part will have different impacts, right? If we're talking about macro, the, the big, huge corporations and the you know, car manufacturers and all, it's all about being competitive towards other countries with lower uh, labor costs and, 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 uh, and being able to be with your car or whatever uh, product you're producing, be competitive in the world market, right? But then we also, we can zoom down on this small machine shop, mom and pop shop, you know, in, in the, somewhere in the middle of the Bible Belt. And, um, and they have two machines producing um, small parts for, uh, for a, a big machine somewhere in another company, right? So mm -hmm. they install the robot. And instead of them working one shift, where they can produce uh, eight hours a day. Now they have a robot, so they, they've been tripling their productivity mm -hmm. by being able to work 24 hours a day. Yeah, no breaks, right? and, no and lunches. That's the thing. And, and uh, it, it has a massive impact no matter what scale you're going to look at it at. Yeah. The only problem is, is what if these robots become self-aware like Terminator and then they form <laughs> their own union? Then you've got a whole new problem. you got a robot union. Problem. Yeah, we got to rise against the robot union. <laughs> <laughs> when it goes full Skynet. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really cool. I think it's going to help manufacturing in the U S I think it's going to, I don't know if it'll, you know, put us in league of, of competing with China because China just has these huge bases of people, but definitely, I mean, even China is moving to automation robots. Um, I know Foxconn, uh, which produces a lot of the phones, including the iPhone, moving towards automation yep. as well uh automation is going to be good and I, I i like the fact that it's very easy to retool current workers that are doing manual labor in a blue collar field can suddenly become you know white collar where they're running technical jobs and and uh using using their using and learning new skills that are cerebral so um that's just awesome and for a lot of these people that you know that they, they don't have to go to college for you know, eight years to become an engineer and all that kind of stuff that you have to do to become an engineer. Uh, we definitely bring the, now that, I mean, the technology down to a more uh, reasonable user level. Mm -hmm. And you see that with all the technology, right? The first computer we've seen, you had to be in uh, scientist to operate that thing, right? And mm -hmm. today you pick up any phone, or any computer, everybody can use it. Automation is going exactly the same way. So on your guys' website, you guys have uh, different variations of different grippers. Um, yeah. You've got uh, vacuum grippers, uh, force torque sensors on six-axis yep. wheels, uh, quick changers, uh, dual quick changers. You know, these attach to just any robot sort of thing? Yeah, so the idea, again, behind our whole portfolio of, 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 uh, of products, whether it's the six-axis four-stroke sensor, the vacuum gripper, or the, the, the servo-based gripper, is that we want the user to, to, uh, to, to get the product, put, take it out of the box, and out of the box, it's, it should be plug-and-play. You should plug it mm -hmm. on the robot, install it in uh, 15 minutes, and then from there, it should be able to solve nine out of ten of his problems wow. within, within the specifications of the gripper, right? Uh -huh. So the idea, to give you an idea, uh, uh, kind of set, setting the scene again here, tra traditionally, a gripper would be made on pneumatic power, right? You have a compressor, 
and the compressor makes uh, makes the gripper go on and off, gr gripping that specific part that the gripper is designed for. Mm -hmm. So we've we've designed an electric gripper instead with a motor, and and the different we, we don't use compressed air, so there's a cost saving in that aspect. You don't have any compressor you need to pay power of or or tube leaks where you have to maintain the system. All that it's simply running off the robot's power. Wow. So in regards to functionality, whether you are gripping part A or part B, let's see one day you're, you're one gripping a one inch product and the, the other day you need to grip a two inch product. Mm -hmm. Well, traditionally with a pneumatic type gripper, you would have to change the physical appearance of the gripper because the fingers wouldn't match anymore. The, uh, the, the actual gripper is meant to, to grip at one, one inch, not a two inch. Whereas the electric gripper that we produce, that's simply a software setting saying, mm -hmm. hey, now instead of gripping that one inch, you grip the two inch. Mm -hmm. and, and this is a, you know, a huge thing, again, for small and medium-sized enterprises. I mean, mm -hmm. the, 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 the typical, the typical uh, manufacturing small and medium sized enterprise, sorry, is like a high mix and low volume production, right? They have mm -hmm. a lot of different parts. They want to, uh, they want to be agile in the market. If something changes, they want to be able to change their, uh, um, change their product to meet the, the market demands. And if you're running with the traditional automation, you would need to call an engineering company every time you would, you would need to make the slightest of changes in that. Yeah, application. You have to go retool your whole thing, and that's the thing, right? So yeah. retool it, reprogram it, all these things. Now we've done it so easy that the the guy that used to sit and do the packaging himself, mm -hmm. now he can re reprogram and re reset the the robot application with the tool, retool it, whatever, or change the software setting so that it now fits the new product. Awesome sauce. So these different devices can uh, do pick and place application, machine tending, uh, packaging and palletizing, uh, assembly work, quality testing and inspection, surface finishing, etc. I saw on your website you have all these videos and they're doing like a million different things. This is crazy all the stuff they can take and do. Yeah, it's 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 basically uh, whatever you can think of in regard to application. We we can we can uh, supply as some sort of product to assist that application. Awesome. And, and more and more, as I, t I touched base on it a little earlier, we've seen creativity in regard to using the products like crazy. I mean, mm -hmm. pro uh, applications and products we never thought about uh, mm -hmm. using our products, they, they, they're using it now. So it's fantastic. I need to get me a robot that picks the dishwasher dishes out of the sink and puts them in the dishwasher. That's a robot. Oh, you, I mean, the, 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 the most popular one, both at, at trade shows, but also at company parties is of course the beer pouring robot. Oh, uh, well. and we've tried it numerous, n numerous times, sorry. Uh, where the, the robot is programmed to, to, to serve a draft beer, you know, it's fantastic. That's, that's and what then, I want. The bartender yeah. robot. Now we just need to take it the next step and get the vacuum cleaning uh, robot and the dishwashing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we've got we've got the vacuum cleaning robots here. We get we review those. Those get sent to the show. We've got a number of different makers that send them, um, and uh, and our whole house is filled with them. There's one That's in the upstairs, ones in the low stairs, and then uh, but yeah, a bartender robot. 
where I could be just like, make me a Mai Tai, make me a screwdriver, make me along an iced tea. Uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. And they are uh, already in, they're already working out there, Chris. Uh, I think it's somewhere in Asia. I already saw the, the video of, of this robot basically mounted on a, on a wall and you press the button for the drink you wanted and it would mix it up for you. I mean, that's impressive. Here's what would probably happen though. If I asked a robot bartender for a screwdriver, I'm like, Hey, can you make me a screwdriver? And they, they, they'd be this. They'll give, like, <laughs> they'll give you no, this. no, I, I understand that's your technical brother, uh, in the field of robotics, but <laughs> I want something with orange juice and vodka in it. <laughs> Well, there's I, I I guess there's also something uh, good about having real people at certain jobs. Still, <laughs> it worked out really well. I didn't I didn't know that having that screwdriver by my desk was going to end up as a prop for the show. But, <laughs> oh, serendipity, there, there it is. So you guys are going to have your booth at the show. What's going to be on going on the booth? What do you want people to see there? It's a booth A fourteen hundred for those of you who are who might be joining the show midway. Uh, a fourteen hundred, and of course you can see them at Fabtech. Well, what are, what are, what are some uh, cool th you guys are going to do at the show that make people want to come by? I mean, of course we have the, 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 the giveaways and we have the, all the promotional stuff that you're welcome to come and pick up. Uh, we got caps and polo shirts and uh, pens and all that. But if you're more interested in, in looking at the, the products and the functionality, we do have two robots on our booth um, with all our, with our new one system solution mounted on it. And basically you're, you can walk into the booth and you can click on and click off any tool on the robot and then try to try to either program them or, uh, or get a demonstration on how to program it anyway. Yeah, um, this is, this might be a new career for me, man. If I ever need a new career, I'm probably going to go into this because I don't. It sounds like it's going to pay well. There's going to be huge <laughs> demand for me and uh, everything else. I mean, if you're one of those uh, Gen Zers who's concerned about how much you're going to pay for college and stuff, and and you want to work in a technical field, uh, this sounds like a great sort of business to be in because uh, you'd be in high demand. It doesn't require a huge amount of schooling to go into. You know, I never graduated from high school. I started my first company when I was 18, so I just kind of skipped the whole learn stuff, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's ever watched my, if anybody's ever read anytime I try and spell something, they're like, they're like you, you went to public school, didn't you? Uh, but uh, no, you know, whatever, public school still. But it's true. If you do have a technical interest in, mm -hmm. uh, in, you can want to go and start working instead of uh, reading books for the rest of your life. It's a good way of coming into the manufacturing uh, industry and start working with robots. I mean, who who wouldn't like to work with robots? That's pretty cool. In yeah. my mind. Then you can post those pictures on your Instagram, Gen Zers, and people will be like, <laughs> whoa, he's a cool Instagrammer and a robot, dude. <laughs> uh, it's probably, I'm not probably not really allowed to tell this story, but when I was a... Uh, when I was a lot younger, uh, I worked for a robot manufacturing company and uh, I always, I traveled around with my robot. Uh, it was always in the back of my car because that was my job. And uh, one day I was, uh, you know, as you are in your early 20s, you're going to a party somewhere and I set up the robot and I won a beer pong tournament with the robot. Really? Yeah, <laughs> believe hey. it or not. Hey, there you go. Uh, <laughs> 
the robot hit the, 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 the cups every time, you know. You're going to have fraternities dialing your guys' number <laughs> <laughs> off your website now. Hey, man, how do we get a hold of one of these? Because the grippers are designed to work like fingers. So, you Absolutely. know, uh, you can get that perfect toss on that uh, thing there. Oh, yes. So, and and if my previous employer uh, listens in, then please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a, i mean that's a that's a great recruiting tool you guys could go to colleges and be like hey man look what you can do with the yeah you want to play with robots play some beer pong yeah i actually if i were you i would have made that a, a a job i just want to tour around the country and you know win beer pong tournaments you know <laughs> put everyone bet hey can who can win who can beat the robot basically if you if you can make a living out of it, why yeah. not? Yeah, it's kind of like when uh, IBM, you know, they roll out that Watson. They try and get people to beat it on Jeopardy. Yeah, and, yeah, I saw that. And uh, chess. So there you go. So uh, <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be really cool. You guys can go by the booth. It's a fourteen hundred at the Fabtech show. It's going to be in Chicago, Illinois. I just got an email from Fabtech. Um, it looks like next year they might be in Vegas. Yeah, I think it uh, is it changing every second year or something. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So I'll look forward to that because I love Vegas. I love shows in Vegas. There's just oh, yeah. so much. The great thing about and Chicago is a great place too. I mean, you guys have wonderful hotels and beautiful city, extraordinary city uh, of Chicago. And don't forget the pizza. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the deep style. Yeah, yeah. Anytime we go to Chicago, man, Chicago, I get the pizza and it's good and uh, <laughs> and then i have to spend the next five months uh, working it off so it's gonna be cool you guys can go see them uh the show will be opening tomorrow uh, november 11th through the 14th uh give these guys a run by so you can see all the cool stuff they're doing pepper with questions and pick up your free swag whatever they got there at the unit anything more we need to know about what you guys are doing there at on robot I think we, we got it covered uh, quite well. I'll be at the show from Wednesday and Thursday. My, my dear colleagues will be there from opening. Uh, so drop in, come by for a chat. Where, I mean, whether it's going to be uh, discussing what we talked about today or just seeing a, a product demo, we're here. Uh, we're there to help you guys. So, uh, yeah, see you there. Sounds good. You can go to onrobot.com to check out all the stuff they're doing there. They got some really cool videos so you can see all the stuff that's on there. They even got, it uh, looks like you guys got some career available jobs opening. So if you're looking for different uh, work, you can check those guys out. And they have a huge company, a ton of people that are working with them. So this should be pretty freaking awesome. And I like how you guys design a product that can be used with any robot. So that makes it so that all they got to do is slap the end on and away you go. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, Christian, thanks for being on the show. We certainly appreciate our audience Thank for you. being here. Uh, be sure to refer the show to your friends, neighbors, relatives. Go to the CVPN. Check out all the different uh, podcasts that we have there. There's eight now. Holy crap. Oh, we've got some shows that are going to be covering up. Coming up. Covering up. We're covering up our shows. We're hiding them. <laughs> we don't want the police to see them. Uh, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be covering a whole mess of new things. And of course we've got the MJ conferences coming up in December and we've got CES show, the CES show that's going to be coming up as well. So be sure to check all those wonderful things out as we roll them out. Thanks for everyone to tuning in for my audience and we'll see you next time.